It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here on the radio. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. That is a way for you to get on the air with us and sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with me, Ian. Silver Dave. And Aria. And uh, we got some torture camps to talk about here tonight. We're going to brighten your day <laughs> with torture talk. Now, uh, you've got some quotes, Aria, that you've collected from a torture camp somewhere in the world. Some sort of an Indeed. internment camp, or I don't know if they would be called torture camps, but some people may call them torture camps, depending on the descriptions you- provided by these children sound mm-hmm. like torture camps for right. sure now uh i want to get into some of these quotes plus i've got a story about uh some camps as well now we're not saying where uh these camps are quite yet but we are going to uh, reveal that and do you want to share all of these quotes or are there select uh ones that you thought were were worth sharing these are interviews with young people Yes. Um, ages I saw as old as seventeen down to eleven. I didn't, I didn't look through nine, them all. Eight. So okay, as young as nine or eight. Um, about it's pretty jarring. Yeah, about these young people's experience in these places held against their will uh, by a government goon squad. We won't say which one quite yet, but uh, you can take your guesses as we go through here. So why don't we start with uh, whichever first one you want to share. So this comes from an 11-year-old boy saying, There are little kids here who have no one to take care of them, not even a big brother or sister. Some kids are only two or three years old, and they have no one to take care of them. Can you imagine? I mean, your life until you were put in this camp is you had a family, and then... You know, you got food, your family fed you, you know, the sort of the typical things. They spent time with you. And then all of a sudden you end up in a government concentration camp. Your family is taken away from you and you're just put in a, like a room or something with like maybe a cot or a really thin mattress or something like that. And I don't know if they get into uh, oh, they do the circumstances. All right. The next quote is from a 17-year-old girl who says that I was given a blanket and a mattress, but then... At and three- by the way, mattress, uh, you know, for anybody who's actually stayed in a jail facility, you know the mattress is like thin, yeah. super thin, okay? It barely qualifies as a, as a mattress. I suspect that in a uh, an internment facility, it's even worse than your typical jail mattress. I, I, I'm she's sure. not giving us the details. But then at 3 a.m., the guards took the blanket and mattress. My baby was left sleeping on the floor. That's great. In fact, almost every night, the guards wake us up at 3 o'clock in the morning and take away our sleeping mattresses and blankets. That's torture. They leave babies, even little babies of two or three months, sleeping on the cold floor. The cold floor. That's what I was going to say. It's probably very cold. A lot of these uh, facilities, and, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, gulags here. I'm just talking about jails in the United yeah. States. A lot of them are kept very, very cold. The excuse for this is that it uh, doesn't foster bacteria. Uh, like, if, if it's not, you know, if it's cold enough, then it's supposedly more more sanitary or whatever. But it's just straight up for torturing people. That's what it's for. Yeah, is it the bacteria thing? Doesn't that come into play at, like, the 40-degree mark? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and not, like, 65 or whatever? Whatever it is. It's probably lower than 65 in some of these places. 
It's bad. Another boy, 17 years old, says, We have not been able to shower. The toilet is out in the open in the cage. There is no yeah. door for any privacy. There is yeah. water. I remember um, guys telling me at a jail in Massachusetts. I wasn't in jail in Massachusetts. I was I was in the uh, what we call the Keene Spiritual Retreat here in, in Keene. Uh, and there was one guy, though, who'd been to jail in Massachusetts. He said when he was in a holding cell, they had like dozens of guys in one room, like way more than they should have had in this holding cell. And the toilet was in the center of the room. God, what so a terrible place to put it. Everybody who had to go had to go in front of everybody else. <laughs> and the dude described himself as pee shy, meaning that like if somebody else was watching, he couldn't easily go to the bathroom. It was horrible for him. <laughs> I can imagine, but eventually, you know, eventually you're going to have you're going to have to go, but it yeah, one is going to get easy. used to that. It wasn't you know? easy for him. But you're, it's in a place where it was just a holding cell. So it wasn't where if he was going to stay in jail for an extended period of time, likely he would have been kept. Uh, but it, that's where the drunk tanks were. You know, like, like the people that were in there for the overnight or had just, just been arrested and brought in and hadn't yet been processed. So that's awkward. Jeez, that Ralph, awkward. come on. This is horrible. What do you have for dinner last night? You're wrecking the whole place. Right. Can you imagine one toilet? In a room with dozens of men. Their holding cell was that large? That's what they said. That's what the guy said. I mean, I don't think wow. he'd lie to me about it. No. And, and in the middle, too. Because he way. was telling me about it under <laughs> the auspices of explaining, you know, that he was pee shy. And so it's very difficult for him to go to a bathroom with, you know, 50 guys watching him <laughs> from every angle. <laughs> that would be awkward for anyone, whether they're yeah. pee shy or not. Right. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny, but it's just, you know. It's, it, I mean, that that's kind of funny. That's it's, it I was relating funny. to what this funny. young person was going through, right? Right. It's funny if you don't actually have to experience it. Yeah. You know, you're probably not laughing like while you're while you're there, but you know, like if you're us uh, sitting yeah. here talking. I mean, it was difficult enough to go in front of a jail guard who was watching because we got tested once. Uh, we were working in the jail kitchen, and somebody had, I forget what happened. Somebody had gotten. There was something that like triggered the guards to make it so they thought that there were drugs in the, the jail or something like that. And so, right. oh, I remember what it was. A dude had a seizure. So one of the guys who was working in the kitchen had a seizure. And because of that, they thought that the, we might be on drugs. So they they <laughs> they peed testa, tested us after our shift in the, the kitchen. Well, I had just gone to the bathroom because normally I would go before we we leave the kitchen, not knowing we were going to be drug tested, you know, within an hour after having. So I'd literally just gone to the bathroom and then they were like, oh, yeah, you got to go to the bathroom. You know, you have you have to pee in this cup because, you know, we want to make sure you're not doing drugs. And I'm like, well, it's going to be a little while. And they said, well, if you don't do it within this amount of time, we'll automatically fail you. Wow. Yeah, so so the pressure the was pressure on. The pressure is really on. The pressure was on, but I had no pressure down there whatsoever. So <laughs> it was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. Eventually, I managed to, you know, shake enough out at the very end of the hour or whatever. But, you know, th- there's a dude standing there watching you. You, like, pee in there, but you didn't quite fill it up to the line, and you're, like, spitting in there, too, just to yeah, try it was, to fill it It was up. almost that bad. But, you know, it's not easy when, when, you know, you're used to having some privacy in a bathroom, and then all of a sudden... Every aspect of privacy you once had is completely gone. Well, that's part of the psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This actually reminds me of, uh, you know, my grandparents, uh, you know, they were in Poland during World War II. They were Jewish. 
and they had a, a lot of different traumatic experiences. They actually escaped from a Nazi concentration camp. Wow. And uh, they had a lot of different events. But at one point, one of uh, the things that they did is they were riding a train to uh, go through, and they were traveling through Russia. And it wasn't necessarily the cattle cars on the way to the extermination camps. In this case, it was just, uh, you know, people were piling up in these trains to try to get out of the area because, you know, if you were Jewish, then the Nazis were coming. Anyway, so my grandfather, they actually wrote a, uh, the book of their memoirs about this, which I have. I'm actually mm-hmm. something that I want to have published someday. But anyway, uh, they talked to you know, my grandmother and grandfather talked about how the train would stop. And when the train would stop, you know, people had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But of course, they didn't know how long the train was going to stop. Sometimes the train would stop for one minute, sometimes five minutes. And so what people discovered is if they had to go to the bathroom and the train started moving again, well, like they'd be running to catch up to the train. So they no longer people would like go out to the woods to go to the bathroom. Instead, they would just like get out and they were right next to the train. And my grandfather described it as turning into somewhat of a comedy Mm. because where at once, you know, people were self-conscious and, you know, but I guess when your life matters, you know, and so then eventually people just dropped it. Yeah. Right there next to you. Drop and the I, pretense. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. The toll-free number here is 855-450 for you. You've got several more quotes that we're going to get to. These are young people under the age of uh, 17 all the way down to like 8 or 9 years old. Their experiences in a concentration camp. We'll tell you when. We'll tell you where. That's still coming up as well. You can share your thoughts at 855-450. Free like freedom. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We are sharing with you some uh, quotes from children who have been interned in these concentration camps. We will tell you where. Um, after we go through some of these uh, these quotes, we'll get into that. And then we'll also take a trip over uh, to some other concentration camps elsewhere in the world. And we'll compare and we'll contrast. <laughs> and at least from you know the outside, although some of us have been held in... Uh, various different facilities over time. I don't know about you, Aria. Have you been in uh, in a jail facility? Oh, yes. Okay. Down Contempt in Mississippi? Contempt of court. In yes. Missis- oh, wow. <laughs> All right. How many days? Uh, three was the longest day. Okay. Three-day contempt charge? Yeah. What did you do? What did you, how did you I'm upset the judge? Off. Nice. <laughs> That's always what it is with that, me and judges. That'll happen. <laughs> that'll happen. Uh, and so, they don't care much for that. Nope, they really don't. And they can put you in a jail cell for basically as long as they want to with uh, the contempt because it's what they call an inherent power of the court. Uh, it is not a statutory thing. You can't just, like if we had enough liberty-oriented state reps, they couldn't just pass a bill to abolish contempt. That just It doesn't work that way. It's like Interesting. It's, it's just a power of the court system. It's just something that they can do. Because so uh, they, so they just proclaimed that That's they right. could do it. Yeah, because they can and they've done it for so long, judges have the power of contempt. Well, I would re- – I mean, on the, the next time that this happens, I think I'm going to require them to define contempt mm. because I don't necessarily have contempt. I just don't have respect. <laughs> and those are very different that things. Is a, there's a subtle difference there. Uh, it's like I don't respect you, but right. I don't necessarily I don't have hate contempt you. for you yeah, either. Right. I pity you, yes. honestly. It's it's sad to see people who otherwise would be, you know, productive folks uh, in these places 
that are you know, wasting their lives away, basically doing these pointless bureaucratic uh, tasks. I mean, it's a, it's a shame. It is. Right? So uh, we're going to get back into the quotes from the youngsters, children actually held in these facilities. But I also want to make sure that you know about Bitcoin.com. Uh, we were just talking about it off the air, Aria. It's it's a new site. There's there's some bugs that they're ironing out over there at local.bitcoin.com. I should say Bitcoin.com is not new. That site's been around for years. But they just launched local.bitcoin.com. And that is where you can buy, sell uh, Bitcoin Cash. So buy or sell. It's up to you. And there's different payment methods that you can use. PayPal, Venmo, bank deposits, remittances, or even cash in person. Plus, the communications with buyers and sellers are encrypted, so the site administrators don't even know what you're saying. Uh, that's a good thing. And also, they don't hold your Bitcoin Cash for you. That's in a wallet that you control. And then when you get into a trade with somebody, you have to fund the escrow. The escrow still doesn't go onto the site. Uh, the escrow is just a smart contract. So it's very, very nice. It, I have used it to buy and to sell at this point. Uh, but they need more users. They need more volume. They need more liquidity. They, they definitely need more. So go check it out over at local.bitcoin.com. You can get signed up and there's no IDing either. You don't have to ID, at least as far as creating a, an account on the site. Like if right. you want to buy from me, I'm going to ask to see your ID just because I've been I've been selling Bitcoin online for a long time. And I know all, I know a lot of them. I won't say I know all the scams, but I know a lot of them. And uh, so I do require it. But so the individual sellers may have certain hoops that you have to jump through. But the site itself does not require any know your customer information, which is very cool. So it's probably one of the most private ways uh, to buy and sell Bitcoin over at local or Bitcoin Cash, I should, I should say, local.bitcoin.com. All right, let's get into another one of these quotes. All right. Well, a 12-year-old boy has this to say. I'm hungry here all the time. I'm so hungry that I have woken in the middle of the night with hunger. Mm. Sometimes I wake up from hunger at four in the morning, sometimes at other hours. I'm too scared Uh. to ask the officials here for any more food, even though there is not enough food here for me. Wow. Um, So the kid is, he's starving. Yeah, well. He's a 12-year-old kid. I mean, they need a lot of food. Sure. Um, They're growing, right? So that's tough because, I mean, again, all I can do is relate to the time that I spent in jail, which is, you know, for civil disobedience. It was here at the Cheshire Spiritual Retreat. It was, by, by, by comparison to other jails, probably one of the better jails. Uh, that's, that's what right I there. hear. That's it's it's true. I mean, unless it's gotten a lot worse in the last decade, um, it's still run by the same guy. So I suspect it hasn't gotten too too much worse. Um, it's one of the more humane jails, if you if you can say that. Like they they do a better job of hiring guards that are like less likely to be psychopaths. Um, they they seem to have a little more compassion for their for their wards. But you know, I do I can relate to the idea of being hungry while in one of these facilities because. Like if you don't have access to uh, what they call commissary, where you can order, you know, some snacks or you can order some, you know, noodles or whatever, uh, and then they, they de- deliver that to you and keep those in your cell. Um, until you get access to commissary, you can't eat anything except at the times when they allow you to eat. So they give you your three meals a day or whatever. Well, they usually give you the last meal at like five or six o'clock at night. So if you're up to eleven or or twelve, I mean, I I'm hungry. Right. Yeah. Like if it's been a few hours, I'm, I'm getting hungry and it's it's terrible to try to go to sleep while you're hungry. That's no fun at all. No. Ian, Ian has a fast metabolism, too. So I he's got to eat. He'll actually lose weight 
like fast. Yeah, like the difference between me being more comfortable and not in jail was when I could get commissary and I could have like, you know, some trail mix or something that I could that I could eat later in the day before I went, you know, before I tried to go to sleep. This kid's probably not even getting three full meals is what it sounds like. Yeah, I would imagine they're probably not. And it's probably like some of the most basic kind of meals, like the worst, most boring you oh, know, I'm sure it's gruel, disgusting. Gruel, yeah. porridge, or whatever, right? That's what they're dealing <laughs> this with. This porridge is not yeah. warm enough. No. They're certainly not sending them, you know, steaks and lobster. No. no I, mean, I, I don't, don't think they're getting steaks and lobsters. Probably not real eggs or anything like that. Let's no. go on. So a 16-year-old girl says, We are in a middle cage with 20 other teenagers with babies and young children. We have one mat that we need to share with each other. you got to be kidding. That's insane. It is. It's very cold. We each got a Mylar blanket, but it is not enough to keep us warm. My God. There are benches, but we cannot sleep there. Sometimes (laughs) it's so crowded that we can't find a place to sleep, so they allow a few of us to sleep outside the fenced area. The lights are on all All the time. time. Yeah. That's uh, generally considered torture. Like when you look at conditions of, uh, they kept Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning, they kept Bradley, when when she was Bradley Manning, uh, they kept her in, initially in very torturous conditions where the lights were on all the time, there were constant like slamming doors in the facility, there's just all this cacophony, this noise that's that's going on, just to drive you insane. I mean, because if you can't, uh, if you don't have lights out time, and there's no windows, you're in a, you're in a cell where you're completely walled in. You have no idea. You don't have a watch. You have no idea. The lights don't turn out at night. You have the circadian rhythms get thrown off, right? These, these sort of right. natural rhythms that human beings have where, oh, look, the sun's going up. It's coming down. That's sort of like a natural thing to sleep when the lights go, go down. Totally it, torture. And, it, right. and when you can't see the sun has come up or gone down and you don't know what time it is right. and you have nothing to entertain yourself, it is very torturous. I totally That's what agree. they're talking about here, and 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 worse because it's cold, right? So not only do you not know what time it is, the lights never go off. It's cold, and you're in a cell with 20 other people sharing one cot, and they're 12 years old. If yeah. you like torture, thank your government. The toll-free number here is eight fifty five four fifty free. Well, whose government is this? Whatever we, government it might yeah, be. Yeah, we, we got to get into that part of the story, but there's more quotes from some of these youngsters in a uh, internment facility coming up. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here. If you want, you may take control of the airwaves. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Had the chance to pitch uh, any pay at a gas station. Uh, it's actually just down the street from your house, uh, Silver Dave. I actually just downloaded any pay and used it about a week ago. It was very convenient. This was when you were cooking out at uh, Fork Fest and the Porcupine Freedom Fest? That's right. Fork and Pork Fest, and I did take payments through... 
uh, any pay, and it was fast, easy, and convenient. As long as there's an internet connection. If you got like a janky internet <laughs> connection, it might be a little bit weird. But otherwise, if you've got a good internet connection, it's it's good. It's rock solid. And you don't need a whole lot of data. It's just, you know, you know a little bit of data. It just Yeah, but up there in the mountains at the yeah, campground. It can be unreliable unless yeah. you've got a good... I had a good uh, connection. I'm on the Google Fi network, and I didn't have any problems whatsoever. But other people did. Uh, but AnyPay, it's a smooth, slick app that makes it super easy to accept cryptocurrency payments. What were you taking uh, from people, Silver Dave? What was popular at ForkFest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Well, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked. So uh, it seemed like the most popular thing was actually Bitcoin Cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bitcoin Cash was number one, and then I'd say number two was actually uh, Silver. Oh, interesting. And then... I'd say regular Bitcoin followed by Federal Reserve notes. Hmm. And questionably, Bitcoin or Federal Reserve notes. But Bitcoin Cash seemed to be the most popular thing. By far, huh? Yeah. Huh. And then I did some Litecoin, yep. some Dash. Uh, and uh, I think those were the top, you know, the, sort of the top uh, payment. And like, what what would you say as far as learning curve with uh, with any pay? The setup time. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but one guy did pay in granola. I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was unique. Everyone mentioned it. All right. What was it like the 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 learning curve for you as brand new coming into AnyPay? How easy was it? Uh, well, so I downloaded the app and it iOS it, and Android, by the way, it's available. Yep, yeah. I downloaded the app. It took a really long time. I'd say about forty forty three seconds or so <laughs> to uh, download the app. The horror. Yeah, and uh, and ironically, that within just a moment or so of downloading the app, I received a payment mm. on the app. I mean, it was a guy like standing there right. ready to pay, so that you know. But, so boom, uh, you had it set up fast. Had it set up. If you download this thing, you will start getting money right away. Yep. All results might vary. People want to pay with cryptocurrency, and this makes it so they can at your business. Go to helpmetakebitcoin.com. You can get started there. Or just download the AnyPay uh, app. It is super easy to do. Go to anypay.global or helpmetakebitcoin.com, and they will walk you through the steps right there to get you started accepting cryptocurrency. Now, back into the concentration camps where young people are telling us uh, or telling someone, we'll get into who they were talking to allegedly and where these people were uh, in just a few moments, but more quotes from young people. Aria, you were sharing those with us. Yeah, so this one comes from a 15-year-old girl saying that I started taking care of a five-year-old in the icebox after they separated her from her father. The icebox does not sound like That a does not good sound place. like where you want to go. <laughs> no. I mean, unless you're a dead fish. Yeah, you wouldn't want to put a five-year-old in, in an icebox. That no, sounds definitely. really scary. Yeah. I did not know either of them before that. She was very upset. The workers did nothing to try to comfort her. I tried to comfort her, mm. and she has been with me ever since. Oh. She sleeps on a mat with me on the concrete floor. We spend all day, every day, in that room. There are no activities, only crying. Wow. Mm. Just horrific conditions. Right. Uh, uh, not being educated at all. Just yeah. thrown into this room. You and are not stuck a human there. being. You are not treated as though you are a human being in these facilities. No. Absolutely You're just disgusting. A thing to be barely kept alive in the bare minimum of circumstances. And even in many of these cases, they don't do a real good job at keeping people alive in some of these facilities. Yeah, we've been hearing about people dying in these camps all year. Mm. And okay, e- you've given away the that. time. You've given away the time frame now, so now you know that it's uh, it's more recent. Okay, so this sorry, this isn't uh, <laughs> where this isn't in the forties is this happening? Okay, so we got the when. Go ahead. Once I needed clean clothes for my baby because she threw up. 
but when I asked for them, I was told they didn't have any available. She is still in the same uh, dirty clothes. Gross. It's a 17-year-old girl who said that. Crunchy. That's awful. Yeah, it is. There are so many horror stories here involving babies. Yep. Um, the day after we arrived here, my baby began vomiting and having diarrhea. I asked to see a doctor, mm-hmm. and they did not take us. I no. asked again the next day, and the guards said she doesn't have the face of a sick baby. Oh, my God. She doesn't need to see a doctor. These are experts. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> my baby God. daughter has not had medicine since we first arrived. She now has a very bad cough, oh. fever, and continues to vomit and have diarrhea. Well, guess what? Um, the guards don't care. And they, you know, even though many of them probably have their own children at home, yeah. uh, for whatever reason, their humanity is completely blocked by these positions. They don't have it. Um, they're not allowed to have it or whatever. For whatever reason, they just turn off that, that side of them. Because yeah, it must well, I mean, exist. That's how the Nazis got away with everything that they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you dehumanize people right. until they're vermin. And then there's no compassion involved with that. To you, they're just... A rodent. Oh, she doesn't look sick. She'll be fine. Well, no, it's a baby, and uh, babies are notoriously, you know, their immune systems haven't had a chance to do anything yet, right? So, like, if you don't give them some sort of treatment in a lot of cases, they could die of some very simple infections that many of us would easily survive if we didn't have uh, medication. The, uh, The baby doesn't have the ability to, you know have the defenses to do that kind of thing. But if the baby dies, then it's not like the guards will be held liable. The guard, you know, even if there's a lawsuit brought against this facility that is somehow successful, the guards themselves will not be the ones who pay the suit. It'll be the taxpayers who end up footing the bill for the dead baby. And the guard may be fired and then just go to work somewhere else doing exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. Was a paid leave period of time while they investigate it. So it's like vacation, and then we'll get a transfer. Sure, paid vacation, exactly. That I mean, that's literally the what time. they seem to keep doing to these guys. Cops get it all the time. So why would the, the prison guards be any different? And I agree with you. They essentially dehumanize people to get soldiers of all governments, even globally, mm-hmm. in order to get people to not feel bad about doing terrible things to people from these other places. And I mean, just because we're here, you know, Afghanistan, I think about this all the time. I feel like, you know, Americans have been propagandized to believe that the people in Afghanistan are these horrible people that use their babies and wives as bullet shields. And I mean, that's not really true, but it's it's told to people because if people realize that those people are just like us, they just live in a different place and have different styles, that then they might actually think that it's wrong to be you know, killing them uh, and disrupting their lives and invading their neighborhoods and invading their houses uh, and stealing their property and destroying their things. And so, like, instead, because they're being justified as being animals or that Mm. they're not equivalent. Vermin. Yeah, then it makes it so that these guards can let, they can starve babies and they can mistreat people and they don't feel bad about it because they feel like, they're above them and that these people are scum. But They broke the rules. This they, is the reason I love the internet, though, is because it does allow us to connect with people in Afghanistan and Iraq and Saudi Arabia and just play video games with them, play chess with them, or now on Facebook and other social media platforms, you can watch movies with them across the internet. And mm-hmm. it's like, 
if we're going to break down these barriers that don't actually exist, but that we are obsessed with, mm-hmm. that, you know, distinguish us from the people of Saudi Arabia that, or Afghanistan allows the American people to be like, OK, yeah, the government can drop bombs on them. Who cares? And actually see them as human beings who have their own wants, their own needs, their own, you know, feelings. Then we might actually one day see an end to war. That sounds like a nice idea. Unfortunately, in the meantime, we've got starving cold babies in uh, in jail cells. Ice boxes. Can you imagine? Uh, I mean, look, I don't think— Well, it's nicknamed the ice box. Right. I don't think they were talking about, like, putting a kid in an actual cooler or fridge or whatever. It's yeah, got yeah, that, yeah. But it's, it's that a cold, cold small cold. room. Yeah. 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 And uh, in, in some cases, I remember the jail here, not the one that they have now, but years ago there was an older jail, where one of our guys was in there and the ice was like—it was cold outside— and ice was coming into the room like it was here in not, Cheshire County. Yeah, in wow. Cheshire County. It was pretty bad. Uh, more coming up here. There, this was before it was the spiritual retreat. Okay. <laughs> 855-450 free. That's 855-450-3733. We got more on the way here and your calls and thoughts. Welcome. It is Free Talk Live. You may dial toll free here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number is 855 855- 450 free. That's 855-450-3733. And we have the Discord call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And that's where you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. We're talking about concentration camp experiences. And Aria has some that she's been sharing with us from some kids. And we're going to continue with those here in just a moment. But I do want to say thank you first to Dobby Barker, who is the Muslim agorist. Uh, he is a Free Talk Live platinum amplifier. That means Dobby is contributing uh, $25 a month to the Free Talk Live AMP program, ampamp.freetalklive.com. Uh, that's where you can go to get signed up. Now, he's doing $25 a month. We don't ask for that. That's way and above and beyond what we what we ask. We ask 5 bucks. Uh, which you can do over at amp.freetalklive.com. Advertise, market, promote. The idea is you send five bucks a month in. We then use that to invest into Free Talk Live so we can get on more radio stations, now on over 200 stations, uh, coast to coast and beyond in the United States. And it's thanks to listeners like Dobby and like you for becoming an amplifier over at ampamp.freetalklive.com. And yes, you can use credit card and you can use PayPal and you can use Bitcoin BTC to get signed up and help us Spread the ideas of liberty and peace and cryptocurrency as far and as wide as we can. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Aria, you were sharing with us about a child being kept in what they call the ice box, which we haven't really, it hasn't been described to us exactly what that means, but it's easy enough to extract or extrapolate from the name and knowing that a lot of these uh, internment camps will keep uh, the rooms very, very cold, like Quite it can't be un- pleasant. Yeah, quite uncomfortably cold. And then you're given limited clothing. You're given, as one of these young people was describing, a room in which you have apparently one cot shared by 20, or one mattress, shared by 20 different people. Yeah. So what, you get like an hour a day that you can lay down on the mattress? Otherwise I imagine it down. probably works out more to the largest person there gets, gets the cot. more time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and because, like you said, you're dealing with a room full of young people, children yeah. and teenagers and uh, and apparently babies as well that are being ignored. You just read a quote from a, a mother 
who has to sit there and watch as her child suffers because it's sick, but they're not giving the guards won't acknowledge that it's sick. So they're not calling a doctor in to look at the, you know, the baby with the mother having these concerns. Imagine just having to sit there. Now, I don't know. I don't know if Dave, are you a parent? I'm not. You're not. Okay, so this is one of the few nights of the week where we actually have no parents sitting uh, on the air. But I know how important kids are to their parents, right? Like, they're like the most important thing in the world. You hear parents talk about this all the time, right? Like, their kid changed their life and that it's, you know, the most important thing. And imagine having to sit there and watch as your child suffers and you can't do anything about it. Because if you're on the outside... You can go and, you know, run to CVS and grab some uh, aspirin or you can, Certainly. you know, you can go out and do what you need to do. You can call over your family if you need help watching the kid. You, there's so many different options for people on the outside of these facilities. But on the inside, you're at the mercy of these inhumane guards who, in this case, were like, oh, yeah, baby doesn't look sick. We're not calling. The, we're not calling a doctor. It gets worse. I'm sure it does. But just imagine having to sit there and, and be completely powerless. To All you can do is beg these other people for help, and they don't, they don't want to help. And you just have to watch. Eventually, you may watch your child die in front of you. I can't relate to kids, but I think about this in the context of my cats. Or anybody that yeah, you care I, about. I, yeah. I would be breaking a guard's neck. Yeah, sure. I mean... Or getting my neck broken. Well, of one course, of, if you one do of the that, two is going to happen. Right. If you do that, then, you, uh, then you'll be dead, and your baby will then be in their hands completely. So Potentially, but there is that yeah. chance that you might be able to escape. <laughs> there isn't a large chance, but I suppose there's always small, a chance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, I mean, how many kids would it take to overpower the four to five guards that are probably actively overseeing them? Um, I don't know. Well, that's a good question. I'll tell you what. I a still planned- think- well-executed effort incorporating three basic principles of speed, surprise, and violence of action, they might have a better chance. See, I still think we need people who are armed, wherever these places are, to go and shut these facilities down. From the outside, is what you're saying. Because you've got a problem. Because this is happening where people exist. Right. Right. There's towns surrounding these facilities. Why aren't those people going there? With guns and shutting this crap down. Well, because they're afraid of probably being destroyed by the U.S. Mil- Oops, I just said where it was. The U.S. <laughs> this is the United States. Whoa! I surprise! Took great care to that. Surprise! Um, yes, oh, this is the United yeah. States government doing this. To That's people. right. This, these are federal immigration camps. Yeah, is that right? They are. They are ICE detention camps because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to call them concentration camps. No, for some no, reason. no. They're so not they human beings. Ice camp. And these are people who are trying to escape problems where they came from. And they came to a place where they thought that they could have, have a chance. A chance. And they get put into places nicknamed as ice boxes. And uh, yeah. Well, you know what else is, is you just you just said that kind of rings my bell a little is. Why are people not taking action to help defend their fellow man or woman? To be fair, some of them have. I read a story today. I didn't actually fully read the story because I was doing other things. But evidently, 200 Jews showed up mm-hmm. at one of these centers and did shut it down. Really? Really. Wait, like within the last year? Within today, I believe, is when it really? happened. What do you mean 200 Jews? 200 like, people who are Jewish. From like a particular one general location? 
I, like I don't know, Hasidic man. All I know is they were Jewish. Okay. <laughs> they said they were Jewish. Okay. And, and they how said, did well, they shut it down? I'm not sure. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to read the full article. Huh. But yes, they said essentially that when we said never again, we meant it. Because mm. I feel like this sounds a lot like Nazi Germany treatment. This, as it you were talking. certainly does. Common Dreams has an article here from yesterday. Uh, that's, I believe, a lefty kind of website. Says here, never again, hashtag never again is now. 36 arrested as hundreds of Jewish protesters block road to migrant detention center. This is what solidarity looks like, said one of the protesters, rejecting the notion that denouncing the Trump administration's immigrant detention centers as concentration camps does harm to the memory of the Holocaust. 200 Jewish people demonstrated at a facility in New Jersey Sunday evening and demanded the release of thousands of immigrants in U.S. custody. Grassroots group Never Again Action called for oh, strange name uh, called for all detention centers to be closed and for the U.S. government to protect asylum seekers and undocumented immigrants instead of sending Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE into communities where the agency has arrested hundreds so far this year in raids. The group reported that 36 participants were arrested for blocking the road to the Elizabeth Detention Center in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Quote, this is Rebecca Oliver, one of the arrested demonstrators. She says, I have to do whatever is in my power to disrupt ICE, to close these camps, to provide permanent protection, and to ensure that never again means never again, she said. Holding signs reading, never again for anyone, and Jews demand freedom for immigrants, the demonstrators stressed the need to recognize the parallels between the Trump administration's arrests of undocumented immigrants and the detention of asylum seekers and the treatment. By the way, wasn't this also going on under Obama? It was. Yeah. Just want to. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Trump's just continuing the already existing uh, policies. Maybe he's ramping it up. I'm not sure about that. But the you know torture and the kidnapping of human beings under been going on a lot yeah. longer than. And people love yeah. to try to make like there's a difference between this president and no. that president. They're owned by the same people. Doesn't matter. Trump, uh, according to the story here, the they're. Likening it to, again, the treatment of the Jewish people and other marginalized groups by the Nazi regime in the 30s and the 40s. So that's interesting. To, you know, the, the point is Jewish protesters are going out saying, look, we don't think that uh, – we don't have a problem with you comparing this to the Holocaust. This yeah. is very similar because remember – Well, people, people do seem to keep dying well, in these concentration camps. And remember, um, in the beginning in World War II – Nobody knew that there was like, you know, ovens or whatever that they didn't know they were getting on death trains when they were getting on the trains. They didn't understand what was, you know, they were getting into. There wasn't like some sort of you know, internet thread back then where people were conspiratorializing about what was going on at these camps. It was just like, oh, well, you know, I guess we got to go with our these Nazis. They're going to take us to a camp and well, we'll just stay in the camp. And they, they didn't know that we're, they were going to be exterminated. And here's the thing that. People are scared of their own, you know, their own tale and that people just like, you know, you said people rarely, you know, do something about it. Well, part of it is that they risk their own getting in trouble to take action. And most people are more concerned about themselves than helping other people. Mm -hmm. And they'll avoid trouble and just accept watching their neighbors be taken 
just because they're scared they're it'll scared happen to, to them, anything. too. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. People don't want to pop their head up. Uh, but these people did, with 200 people protesting in New Jersey. I suspect they didn't actually shut down the facility yeah, as much like as you <laughs> want to believe they did. There's more coming up. Hour two's next. We'll continue. Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com, FTL20. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You're invited here to join us. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. They're over at discord.lrn.fm. Hop into one of those, and you'll sound like you're sitting in the studio with us. It's Ian here. Silver Dave. Aria. And we've been, uh, Aria, you've been sharing with us some of these quotes from youngsters who are in captivity and uh, we revealed toward the very end of the last hour uh, that it's the United States that has a bunch of these young people, teenagers and children and babies uh, in concentration camps. Although some people are quibbling at whether or not they should be, they should, they're not the same as those old concentration camps. Now it's more humane. Now we're only slowly starving the babies rather than putting them into ovens. It's better now. They have a lot of more paperwork, so it's okay. Well, there are fewer lice, I think, as well. Than, than there were in the past. You mean? Yeah. Uh, so we can uh, tell you more about... Baby steps yeah. towards improving the freaking concentration camps. We're getting into the uh, the protest as well that happened in New Jersey. Apparently yesterday, uh, with over 200 Jewish protesters coming out and blocking the street out in front of the Elizabeth Detention Center in Elizabeth, New Jersey. But first, let's go to Penguin. He's listening in Virginia and actually watching us on our Twitch feed over at twitch.lrn.fm. Go ahead, Penguin. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, I was prompted to call in because I heard Aria say something that I think um, I think I actually called on an after show and expressed kind of the same uh, similar view that why aren't people um, – and, of course, that's also kind of – separately harkens back to the Nazi Germany comparison, but why aren't people um, doing something about this? And, and kind of what I said, because uh, probably very few people actually end up, actually heard that comment, um, was that, you know, we saw like in Oregon where there was uh, Republicans trying to dip out from the legislature to, not, to deny them a quorum, there were uh, right-wing uh, militias dying to defend them. And then you had in Austin, Oregon, you had the standoff at the uh, the bird preserve or whatever it was that they were occupying and you've had the, the Bundy rant situation you have right-wing militias taking up arms and and trying to put up a stand in some you know small situations but once they have a lot of media coverage and you know I was just wondering I'm not saying it's hypocrisy I'm not saying the reason why I'm not saying these people need to have more guns or whatever the situation is and I'm not I'm certainly not calling for it or advocating for it but like why there there's an armed gang on the southern border that's rounding up and kidnapping women and children and people that are peacefully crossing and surrendering to authorities in, in, in most cases because that's their tactic. Well, generally, the, the situation is you surrender to the authority or they shoot you. 
Well, they have to eventually, but I think their plan is actually surrender and, claim, and, and issue the, uh, uh, or, you know, ask for the asylum claim, which, you know, they're peaceful people that are asking to, to be let in because of their situation, which is absolutely horrific just for them to have the impetus to make that kind of dangerous trek through Mexico of all places. So wait a minute, you're saying that people actually want to go into these camps? No, I'm saying that, that that usually their their plan is actually too often because they're not actually going with. They the don't know what they're often. signing up for, like like the Jews they're in often Nazi Germany. The, mm. Yeah, they're often going to the border crossings and, and asking for asylum, and mm-hmm. of course they, that's how they're processed. Or when they try to go around, I think that's how that that might be how they're actually getting them in the actual camps because they're trying to keep the other ones in Mexico right now, and they're stuck in other camps, as in like refugee camp style camps. So but, just to be clear, I mean, wait, when somebody asks for asylum, they're like, all right, you got to go wait in this camp, and then we'll process your paperwork or whatever? Yeah, they're actually not they're not letting them uh, cross the border, so they have to stay in Mexico now for well, months. Wait, no, I'm talking months. about the ones what that are in it? this camp. Maybe I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought you were saying well, that they yeah, went in the Well, these detention camps, I'm not entirely sure about that, but I know there's a, there's a, there's a gang. Either way, there's a, there's a gang that calls themselves ICE that's rounding up mm-hmm. women, children, infants. Um, you know, on the southern border and, and, and holding them hostage. And, well, and let's correct that because this is news to me as well. It's not just the southern border. There's one of these facilities in New Jersey. That's right. Wow. So presumably, they're, I mean, they're all over. There, there's no well to it. We know there is spread one. Out. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're all they're across the United the States. We have a but critic. They're capturing on the southern border for the most part, I guess. Yeah, I imagine that's where most of them are being captured. But they're if they're raiding businesses, they may be raiding them all across the United States, wherever it is that they believe that there are so-called illegal immigrants. Well, that's one immigrants. thing they're doing. They're actually taking them wherever they are. They're they're, they're taking they're capturing in one place, let's say New Mexico, and they're and they're actually taking them like one like the parent to Kansas City and the the child to Michigan and and stuff like that. They're actually separating them by that far of a distance and there's it could be months before they even have any contact with each other miles low road in our d live chat over at dlive.lrn.fm claims that they are volunteering to enter these camps i don't believe that for a moment i think that's a really sick way of viewing the situation yeah well but what if they don't know what they're getting into like had been brought up that well if you you volunteered yourself in you should be able to volunteer yourself out and i don't think it works that way once you get in, awesome point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the also well, this situation's existed. We've had a border for a long time without having uh, camps full of people, and this is done completely intentionally to you know certainly to get the word out. Don't stop coming to the border. And they're coming peacefully to work. To there's plenty of empty land, like Ian always. I mean, said. to me, I mean, it doesn't even on. matter why they're coming. Miles Lowroad also says, why are we not holding accountable the people who are dragging their kids through such experiences, blaming basically the parents uh, for putting their kids through this experience, as though it's their fault how the bureaucrats are starving them and putting them in ice lockers and whatever else. I don't know how to respond to that level of inhumanity. Right, because... have no choice. Yeah, well, Apparently. what but Miles doesn't prison. understand is that uh, these parents are trying to get their kids out of a bad situation. They're yeah. trying to leave a place that, you know, maybe they're going to get murdered in the middle of the night by some drug gang or whatever, or corrupt cops, or, you know, there's all kinds of... Honduras, for instance, is an incredibly corrupt uh, country with a huge amount of uh, drug gang violence. A lot of these people want to get out of these places. I mean, could you blame them for that? For like, okay, well, if we stay here, we might die. 
okay, well, we could take the trek across Mexico and try to get to a better place. We've heard that the United States is is more free. We've heard that there's more opportunity. There's better jobs. There's less murder uh, in the in the United States. Well, it's a little risky, but we know we might get hurt more so if we stay here. So let's just go. Let's hit you know hit the road. And they made it. Obviously, you know they made the trek through successfully. I mean, is this what people want the United States to be known for? I mean, putting as, people in concentration. Yeah, camps? as it is right now. You know, we're this sort of beacon of hope. Hey, come here, get a job, be successful. It's a land of opportunity. Oh, but it's not. Come here and no. get thrown into a freaking concentration camp. And it ain't. It's not the first time, right? I mean, it happened in World War II here with yep. uh, concentration of the Japanese and Germans, yep, as well. So it's not like you know this is unprecedented. This is just more of the same. It's just now we have the ability. Thankfully, we have the internet, and we have the ability to shed more light on these situations as they're going on. Unlike you know Nazi Germany, where people didn't find out until later what had been going on in the concentration camps there. Here, at the very least, there are people on the outside who are aware of what's happening, and they can shine some light on it. They can go and they can protest as they've done. They tried to shut down the road. Unfortunately, dozens were arrested uh, at the protest in Elizabeth. Penguin, any other comments? Go ahead. Well, I mean, just on that last note, I, I would say that, yeah, I don't think history is going to look very good back on this i mean if we unless something unless we have a really horrible and more and more grim future ahead of us um i i think that that as we're progressing um we may not end up with death camps i have i can't really make that prediction either way but you know history is not going to view this favorably it's not going to go down good history and the people that speak out are going to be like the few people that spoke out like in germany Thank you, Penguin, for your call and thoughts tonight. Uh, appreciate it. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Again, 200 Jewish protesters showed up at a concentration camp in uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey. This apparently was yesterday. And they protested. They organized. They put themselves in the streets. Many of them were arrested, dozens of them. Uh, arrested Tay Phoenix, who was one of the protesters, says, quote, I'm a Jewish Latina. The military camps where my people are being held today are concentration camps, just like the camps my people were held in 75 years ago were concentration camps. She said, that's why I'm here. That's why we're here. I'll tell you more about their uh, demonstration, their protests here in moments. Will this continue? Will there be other such protests at other locations over time? We will find out. And if you want to share your thoughts, you can. It's Free Talk Live. Yeah, it's Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and join us here if you want. The number is 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about American concentration camps. I uh, started the show out, Aria, with some of the quotes that you had shared uh, with us from some young people that have been being tortured uh, in conditions including keeping the lights on constantly, cold, very cold conditions, uh, very thin, if any, mattresses whatsoever. In many cases, no mattresses or even mattresses being taken from people in the middle of the night. Babies sick. 
uh, potentially dying guards refusing to administer any kind of treatment or allow them to see a doctor. This is just a quick overview of some of the quotes that you had read in the first hour, which led to a story about some protesters out in front of the, uh, I guess there's an Elizabeth, New Jersey facility, and these protesters were there yesterday. 200 of them, approximately, with dozens of them arrested. We'll tell you more about that. By the way, it's Ian here. Silver Dave. Are you? And I want to make sure that you know about Liberty.menu. I was actually on the site today because one of the cool features about Liberty.menu is after you've listed a thing, like, you know, you've got a business, for instance, that you, you have that you want to promote to other liberty-minded folks, or maybe you're a digital content creator or an events coordinator, you can promote all those things on Liberty.menu. But once the thing that you have there has been there for a year, they send you an email saying, hey, just want to make sure that your thing is still a thing. Like, are you still in business? Are you, you know, still making this show that you were making before? Whatever the thing is that you listed on the site, uh, they send you an email and they say, "Hey, you're you're about to expire. You can renew. Just click this button, and then you know, we'll just just check over all your details. Make sure your phone number didn't change, or you know, make sure all the information is is up to date. And then you just resubmit the the listing, and you're back on the site, or you won't get taken down. If you don't respond to the email after a couple of weeks, they will pull your your listing as inactive because you didn't respond. Right. And nobody wants to have a business map that's full of a bunch of outdated entries. So I in, in my experience that's a really useful feature uh, that they've put onto liberty.menu this is exclusively by the way for individuals who reject the initiation of force and for those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principles so if you work for ice you don't qualify uh, to use liberty.menu you have to be an actual person who cares about freedom so check it out it's free and you ought to ch- uh, get get use of it because again it's free so why not liberty.menu you can use code ftl if you like that's ftl like free talk live and you'll get a free talk live listener badge on your profile so a little bit more about this protest that you gave us a heads up on uh, aria where they blocked some of the entrances or at least one of the entrances to the elizabeth new jersey detention facility concentration camp whatever you prefer to call it uh, it's a place where human beings who have never harmed another person are being kept against their will, and they are, in many cases, not being fed well, and they're not warm, and they're sick, and they're not being treated. The demonstration came a week after conservatives attacked Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York, uh, the representative there, for labeling the administration's detention centers where legal advocates recently found hundreds of children living without access to soap, personal hygiene necessities, and sufficient food concentration camps in fact i don't think you read one of them but i believe you had a quote about how there was no soap available and there was one of those quotes yeah yeah Um, no soap no toothbrushes right and you know that caused a a storm on social media of former american soldiers who had been captured in combat saying you know al-qaeda gave me soap and toothbrushes (laughs) the taliban gave us soap and toothbrushes that's amazing yeah The U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, however, rejected Ocasio-Cortez's statement, saying the museum, quote, unequivocally rejects efforts to create analogies between the Holocaust and other events, whether historical or contemporary. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, well, they want want their own little special museum to be, you know, 
nothing compares to our saga. Yeah, I just happens over and over. Find that really insulting. Like, sure. I mean, it would seem to me that the people at the Holocaust Museum would be the best people to ask about. Well, you know, how does this compare to what happened? You know, under Hitler, did they have soap? Did they have you know toothbrushes? I mean, can you give us a comparison? No, we refuse to even comment. We will never compare anything that because nothing could ever compare to the Holocaust. Off the table. We can't even talk about it. Yeah, that's bad reasoning. I think at the beginning, the conditions in the Nazi concentration camps were probably on par with what we're hearing about the concentration Mm. camps in the United States. It wasn't until, you know, several years into the war that conditions just became absolutely disastrous. Well, you know, it's interesting. They were never good. Sure, of course not. Um, you know, any any institutional facility run by the government for housing human beings is always going to be bad. There's just... There's just different levels of of bad. Is this to the level of you know putting people in ovens? No, not at this point. However, tell that to the mother who has to watch her baby starve. Tell that to the mother who you know has to watch her her child uh, come down with an illness and can't do anything about it. Can't even get a doctor in there because history to go the suggests guard. that it will get to that point. It's already to that point. No, I'm just at the point of ovens. Oh. Well, so there was actually an interesting conversation I had with Chris Cantwell about this topic, um, and I think it was actually off the air. Um, plus, there's actually news about Chris Cantwell that somebody posted in our, our chat room over on the Discord server at discord.lrn.fm. For those that don't know, he's the former uh, a former host here on Free Talk Live. We kicked him off the air as a host uh, because he became a racist. Um, yeah. We just, frowned upon that. I just that. saw him a few days ago, yeah. and he gave his... Uh, explanations. He, he's definitely very interesting, uh, and I, I do like that he says what he thinks, even if it may not be popular. Well, but what he, he thinks he did is not stupid. deny, but he did not. I'm not saying that what he thinks is is that I support his ideas or not. But he did not deny that he does believe that uh, his race is superior. Yep, he's a he's a racist, and it's sad because uh, he's you know pretty smart guy, and it's it's a shame that he left the ideas of liberty because not only is he a, he's a racist, but he's also a, just a straight up statist at this point. He's he's completely gone from anything about libertarianism, like completely gone from that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I what happened? I wonder what happened to him. Well, like what? Like good question. Uh, generally, Cantwell likes to be the the center of negative attention. So he believes that when he is hated, he makes money. And there's evidence that that's true. Um, it's just that he, he, you know, he went so far this time that he couldn't actually make money because he got shut down by like <laughs> PayPal and shut down by other financial services providers. So it actually made it more difficult for him. Even And, and so now he's got all that baggage. And it, it's, I don't feel sorry for the guy. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad I thing. I think I do. It's it's sad to watch because he, he can't turn back now. It's too late. I think that it's never far. too late for you know redemption. Now whether or not other people will believe him when he turns around or if he turns around is is another question. How many people are going to buy his next character turn, whichever direction mm-hmm. that goes in? Uh, but uh, the reason I bring him up is because he, his claim. So like I wanted to know what's the Nazis' side of the story. Like what what do they say about the concentration camps? Now he didn't deny that they existed because there's plenty of them that'll do that. They'll just straight up deny that there were that, never any camps whatsoever. Yeah, they they they're they're called Holocaust deniers. Well, I'm aware of people denying you know the intentional extermination of the Jews. Mm-hmm. But that's a different thing for saying, no, there were never any camps in the first place. I thought the Holocaust deniers took a position that, yeah, they existed, but they weren't trying to kill them. It just 
happened well, due to bad hygiene. Let's continue stuff. here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. It is Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-453, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. And I want to make sure you know about my magic mud. It is black tooth powder that's made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. And it seems like almost every Free Talk Live host either has used or is a current user and fan of My Magic Mud, without, I think, most of them actually having been around this show, because a lot of our hosts are pretty new. Um, Aria, you're new as of the last year, basically. Yeah. And uh, a lot of these hosts have had, you know, just kind of come across My Magic Mud over time. They didn't start using it because they were a host you know, eight years ago or whenever it was that we first advertised My Magic Mud. Well, they're back and uh, they've got even more products now than ever before. Of course, the original black tooth powder that I talked about is clinically proven to whiten teeth, but they've also launched toothpaste line as well as mouthwash and other great products. In fact, you can go to major health food stores like Sprout, CVS, Natural Grocers, and even Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle to get My Magic Mud. Or better yet, you can use our code FTL20 on their website and get 20% off at MyMagicMud.com. That's code FTL20. For 20% off, it's MyMagicMud.com. Ian Silver, Dave, and Aria in the studio here tonight. We're sharing with you some of the details on the protest that went on outside of a concentration camp in the United States. And uh, CommonDreams.org is sharing the story. 200 Jewish protesters basically saying, yes, we do want to compare these to concentration camps yeah look hey we're jewish over here and we're okay with comparing this because some people are saying well we shouldn't be compared nothing compares even the holocaust museum's official uh statement is that they quote unequivocally reject efforts to create analogies between the holocaust and other events whether historical or contemporary well hold on we just reject any conversation whatsoever or com- <laughs> yeah. just insane which negates the whole point of their of the existence, Museum. Yeah. which is to remember, right. thus not to forget, not to repeat it, and not to repeat it. You were saying, hold on, what? I, I don't recall. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there is a distinction between the Holocaust and concentration camps as an idea. Just because a they nation... They usually are thought of together, though, right? Like, right. I mean, there, there you, were... But when you the say Holocaust the Holocaust was if the you murder wars, of six million Jews. But there and, were more people that were murdered than that. They murdered some blacks. They murdered others. But yes, it only, was like twelve million. Yeah. Oh, people only ever talk about the well. Jewish the number people. changes a lot. Well, he's talking about if you add in the other people yeah. they murdered. Okay. But the, the biggest. But at any rate, that was the Holocaust, right? And concentration camps were just how it was largely implemented. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, but uh, if so, you it's say, not being compared to the Holocaust. 
but the concentration camps are being compared to other concentration camps. Sure. And, they and I would expect that. They the, don't want that to happen, though, Well, apparently. I would expect the Holocaust Museum to know the difference. Well, but when you say Holocaust, you know, word association, if you ask people what's the first thing that comes to mind, they're going to say probably concentration camps, ovens, extermination of uh, of people, Jewish people, or whatever. That That's likely what's going to be associated with the word Holocaust. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, but that's yeah. a lot more than just concentration camps. I understand camps. that. Yeah, well, and here's another thing that a lot of people don't think about. And it's it's easy at that time for people to not realize the level of what they're doing, just like the Nazi soldiers probably didn't think that what they were doing was wrong until, of course, then they're getting in trouble for it. Then people actually care. And my connection is that you may or may not know this, but according to some mainstream statistics, over 10 million non-military people have been killed in Iraq and Afghanistan since Oof. 2001. Let me say that again. Since 2001, over 10 million non-military Iraqi Jesus. and Afghani people have been killed. Now, right now, everyone's like, oh, that's fine, because everyone thinks that they're such horrible people because they've been brainwashed by their government right. to accept what's being done to them because their government's making a lot of money, raping their land for poppy and the other things that they're doing over there. Anyway, but what about in 5, 10, or 20 years, are people going to look at it the same? And I think it's totally possible that, that there may be a, a global shift in in the power structure and who has the power. And, and then when that changes, then all of a sudden what they did, then everything changes. What I mean is that, you know, America's doing everything right, but all of a sudden when they're not powerful anymore, then all of a sudden they'll be like the horrible Nazis. And so just like the Nazis were getting away with what they were doing because they had power for a mm. period of time, I think it's possible that the United States government, and I worked for the government, I was in the military, and I'm not anymore for these reasons. I can't participate in those things anymore. But I'm not sure that people will always feel like these wars were right. I think that uh, you're not, I don't think the American government is fooling people outside of the United States very much. I think that already you've got people who already look at the U.S. government in the rest of the world. They look in and they see the tyranny from the outside pretty clearly, or they see how abusive the U.S. government is in other countries like Afghanistan and Iraq. They see that a lot clearer than the American people. Were you talking about that the American people would stop seeing their their own government's actions as you know unassailable and good? Well, like it, this connects to what we've been talking about all day. That like, do people think that these actions and the concentration camps that currently exist in the United States, where there's twenty kids in a room with one bed and no toothbrush well like people accept these things well if 10 million people in the holocaust like all these people were murdered by nazis well right now all these people have been murdered by you know the united states government and uh would people think that that's okay to say well there were se supposedly seven guys who hijacked a plane and knocked down a, a tower mm -hmm. so the united states government is like okay well we'll kill 10 million kids yeah, and of wives thousand people that died yeah so like but no one seems to care i mean like yeah. i care i think sure. that the people in this room probably care but a lot of people don't seem to care but also because they're afraid of their own hide of people course. are scared that if they say okay this is wrong. This is very wrong. Then they would get in trouble. Be targeted. They'll be targeted. They'll be a terrorist too. It's well, that's a sign that you live in a police state, right? Like if you're afraid to speak out because you're worried that they're going to come after you, well, then you might be in a police state. 
I think we. I do always said that's a really state. good indication yeah. that you're I, in a police I think, state. I think we're there. Well, yeah. kudos to these protesters who are willing to stand up and be arrested for what they did in New Jersey yesterday. According to the story at CommonDreams.org, the, uh, in its statement of purpose ahead of the protest in Elizabeth, Never Again Action, that's their name, uh, did not mention the museum stance, though the group did make clear its disagreement. Quote, as Jews, we were taught to never let anything like the Holocaust happen again, said the group. We refuse to wait and see what happens here now. Similar actions are planned for Tuesday, that's today, in other cities, including Los Angeles, Chicago, and Boston. The group said in a video calling for others to join the campaign, quote, ICE isn't just at the border, they're in every community. Since politicians won't shut down ICE, we will. It's going to take all of us. Immigrant rights organizations applauded young Jewish activists from across the country for standing up against the Trump administration's violations of human rights and attempts to turn away from the reality of prison camps in the present-day United States. See, you know what I think they really screw up, though, is when they say, oh, the Trump administration. Sure. Just, I think we, you, we probably agree with this, because then all of a sudden, then all the, the Trump people, they suddenly don't like this article they anymore. They won't listen. Yep. And they won't listen anymore, because they side with one emotional political group or the other right. emotional political group. But they really should not say the Trump administration. They should say the government. Mm-hmm. It's just one thing. Or it they could, or they could, flavor. they could throw out Obama's name, too. Right, exactly. Then, oh, yeah, exactly. then at least exactly. you're balancing the one with the other. Like they could say, and these camps which have been in place since the Obama administration are now continued under Trump. You know, at least they would then, you know, acknowledge that this actually isn't a new thing. Right. This has been going Instead, on. Instead, they just say these camps that are produced, sponsored, and managed by the United States government, mm-hmm. who gets their money from us, who supposedly represents us. Right. We don't want to pay for this anymore. Shut it down. Or, you know, whatever, but instead it just continues and we'll be more and more enslaved. A little bit more coming up here about (laughs) this uh, protest, which again, we're supposedly happening today. So maybe there's some other news stories about uh, Los Angeles and Chicago and and what's happened uh, within the last 24 hours on this. We'll uh, we'll take a look for that. If you want to contribute, you're welcome to join the conversation at 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're talking about concentration camps. <laughs> Yay! That's a happy topic. Hey, look, sorry if we brought down your night here, but uh, we're actually not done with this. Because, well, guess what? Uh, we still have concentration camps today, not just in the United States. I actually have another article about the North Korean concentration camps, prison labor camps, a.k.a. torture camps. But that's not to say that... This also exists in China. Right yep. now, uh, yeah, there's the the internment camps that they're putting the Uyghurs in in yep. northwest China uh, because they're Muslim. You know, that's all they want to re-educate them. They're forcibly. not atheists, right? Uh, so, if you want to comment, you can join us here. Uh, it's Ian Silver, Dave, and Aria in the studio. Our toll-free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Plus, I do want you to know. About the Free Talk Live feed over on DLive. We are now uh, what they call a verified partner on DLive, which means that there's what they call transcoding available. So if you want to lower the resolution of the video feed to save a little bit of bandwidth, you can now easily do that. Uh, just, you know, it's right there on the screen. 
And uh, let's see, they also, now that we're a verified partner, we can accept subscriptions to the channel, which is cool. There's a few perks that you get as a subscriber, but honestly, I'm not really sure what they are at this point. <laughs> uh, we're still, we're still kind of new on DLive. We started just a few months ago. And it's been a pretty good experience so far for the most part. So check us out. You can follow our channel. We have over 700 followers thus far. We're trying to hit the 1,000 mark for followers. So please go to dlive.lrn.fm. You'll find us there when we're live. And then after the fact, you can always watch shows later on uh, over at dlive.lrn.fm. So as we continue here, sharing with you the story from commondreams.org about a protest that happened yesterday and actually is supposed to be happening today in other cities around the United States. It's being organized by a group strangely titled Never Again Action. Uh, I just find that a weird title. It's like they don't yeah. want to do anything, but they're <laughs> taking action or something. I think what they're saying is never again will we have concentration camps uh, is, is the idea. So, they say, uh, this is Movimiento Kosheka, a grassroots campaign for the protection of undocumented immigrants. They had a statement about these protests saying, quote, We are inspired by the Jewish community who today sent a bold statement of solidarity rooted in their past struggles. As families continue to be separated, as children continue to be caged, and as thousands of immigrants are forced to make a life-threatening journey crossing borders out of desperation, every American should be called to stand up and take action. The group added that, quote, these times will not be defined by the actions of our enemies, but rather the actions of those who feel compelled to do something and demand that immigrants be treated with dignity and respect. So it's a beautiful sentiment. It's a very nice sentiment. Um, Unfortunately, as you had commented earlier, there's just not a lot of people who are willing to stick their necks out. It's very hard. And I kudos to the 200 that actually did show up. But the problem with civil disobedience, and I say this as someone who's done a a fair share of it and has been arrested for it uh, and gone to jail for it, civil disobedience is just not sustainable by the individual. If, If you have 200 people one day and then a different 200 people the next day and then a different 200 people the next day, that could work in theory if you had enough people who are willing to put their butt on the line and catch a criminal charge because they're going to hit you with criminal trespass, disorderly conduct, obstructing government administration. These are some of their favorite kind of catch-all protester charges. Um, and who knows what else, you know, what else they'll cook up for you. But you can probably guarantee the – oh, they'll, they'll probably charge you with resisting arrest as well. Uh, so you know, those are like the typical four that they like to go after uh, people with. And, you know, then there may also be other federal charges about, like, you know, blocking a, uh, an immigration facility or blocking an entrance or something like that, right? So there could be other, other charges as well. I yeah, mean, but if you have enough people, I mean, there are safety, there are safety in numbers, right? They, they could not have They have a, people, too. I mean, they have lots true. of cops. They will bring in the police from outside of the area. When we went and we did the uh, what they call the, tr- the Trespass of 12 here in Keene years ago at the new jail, they literally brought in every single cop from the surrounding towns to arrest us. So they didn't have just Keene cops. They had Marlboro police. They had Swansea police. They had state police. Right. They had like every cop they could muster to come up and arrest us. They had literally 13 cops for a dozen protesters. So, you know, if 
So you needed 200 protesters. You did need to. We did need 200. Unfortunately, we had like 50 something, but most of them left. And that's because we weren't expecting the cops to show up or whatever. Oh, no, actually, they did come out and they did threaten us at one point from the jail. And they yelled at the crowd of there was like a crowd, probably like fifty to seventy people. Oh, is this when you were jail. arrested for sitting outside in the parking lot discussing where you were going to eat lunch? That's correct. Yeah, well, we weren't sitting; we were actually Standing. literally leaving. Yeah. We were actually walking out, like saying, "All right, let's go get some dinner." And that's when the cops rolled up and just started arresting people. They didn't even tell us that we had to leave because the claim was was that the jail guard had come out and yelled at a group of seventy people at one point. And by the way. The jail guard's sort of nickname is Mumbles because he's not known for being particularly good at, like, you know, projecting. And so this dude came out and yelled at a crowd of 70 people. I honestly didn't hear it. There were a lot of us who did not hear anything. We didn't even barely know that he was there. It's a large crowd of people, right? Yeah. And so their claim was, well, you were given notice that you had to leave. And so, therefore, the police didn't have to give you another notice. That the, The cops just rolled right up and just put, you know, put handcuffs on us and took us into the facility. Uh, at that point. But my point there was, if you can outnumber them, that usually does increase your odds. But that doesn't mean that they won't call in the National Guard, right? Like, they've got other people that they can call. If they called the National Guard mm-hmm. on protesters, though, that would that might be enough to kickstart some actual change. Happens all the time. It's happened yeah. plenty of times recently. Absolutely. But I, but I don't disagree. Recently? That, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that... Uh, what are some examples? That Bundy Ranch, someone was talking about that earlier today. Didn't they call the National Guard for that? They had um, all kinds of goons there. I mean, there. that was just some hillbillies national. who took over federal land, though. What we're talking about here are people who would be protesting a concentration camp. Let's say 10,000. Let's say we managed to get 10,000 people out there to protest it. They call in the National Guard on that. I fully would expect the next day for fires to be lit all across the country. Mm-hmm. Story from Boston.com, published at 1.24 p.m. today. Uh, Older gentleman Alan Dornan has walked the last 530 days for undocumented immigrants. Last week, he was arrested by Homeland Security officers during a protest. Sorry, I was trying to find stories about what happened today. Here's one. Uh, Closed the camp's protests held in San Francisco and other cities over immigrant detention facilities. According to the story out of CBS San Francisco, hundreds of protesters denouncing the detention of immigrants by U.S. Customs and Border Protection have made their way to the federal building on 7th Street Tuesday afternoon. The protests began uh, near Senator Dianne Feinstein's office. Protesters initially blocked traffic on a couple of streets before marching down to 7th Street, chanting, close the camps. I would like to uh, remind protesters that you aren't winning friends if you block traffic. I, I understand you want attention. I get it. That's the point of the protest is you want people to see you. You want to have an impact. But if you're going to block traffic, block the parking lot or block the road going to the like if there's nothing else on the road, right? Like if the detention camp is at the end of the road, I don't care if you're blocking the traffic there. But if you're blocking traffic anywhere else, then you're punishing the commuter. You're punishing the people who are just trying to get to work. Or they're trying to get to the hospital or whatever, you know, wherever it is they're going with their day. You're saying my protest is more important than your schedule and we're going to stand in your way. And you are not, if you're the protester in that case, you're not going to persuade that person. Like maybe that person would have been on your side until you decided to step in front of them 
as they're trying to get to work and, you know, not be late. They're driving in San Francisco traffic or whatever to try to go to wherever it is they need to be. And some protesters are standing in the way for God knows how long. Yeah, it, this is basically what destroyed Black Lives Matter as a movement. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. They were all over the news almost every single day. And then suddenly, for the last two years, there's been almost nothing from them. You think it's because they blocked traffic? Yeah, they they made everyone angry at wow. them. It's like, you've got a good cause here, but you blocked you know, the only usable bridge across Memphis here on I-240, and you kept an estimated 20, 40, 50,000 people from being able to travel. Right. That's not acceptable. Not <laughs> I, I think that um, one of the things, you know, we were talking before about people wanting to save their own hide and they don't want to stand up. If people think they have a chance, like if you think we actually can do it, then people would come out of the woodwork and stand up against you're these right. things. Yep. I think you're right about that. What would make them feel that way is a whole other question. There's a lot more of us. There are. And strength. <laughs> there is strength in numbers. You're not wrong about those things. We can talk more about it on the way. The website, by the way, apparently, closethecampsnow.org. That's where some more information is about the protests today. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Were you there? Tell us about it. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to Freedom Fest and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're launching to the third hour of this program. As always, you're invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. Silver Dave. And Aria. As we continue with a real downer of a topic, we're talking concentration camps. But somebody's got to talk about it because, well, they still exist. And we spent most of the first couple hours of the show actually focusing on the United States and what's happening with immigrants being thrown into concentration camps around the country, including uh, as far north as apparently New Jersey, where there was a protest yesterday with 200 uh, estimated protesters, most of whom were Jewish, apparently, or the super majority of them. Are there and, any of these in New Hampshire? I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't have an answer for you. Um, I will I know, look into that. I know there's a federal prison. Right. In New Hampshire, so I don't know if they like temporarily house people at the federal prison or if they actually have a special facility just for ICE here. It's a good question. Um, or anywhere in the northern New England, Vermont, uh, Maine, 
Those would yeah. also be good good questions. So if you want to join the discussion here, you're welcome to. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. In our Twitch chat room over at twitch.lrn.fm, GolfAssassin11 says, I think you guys are being unfair. He <laughs> or she says, I don't think it's that they're heartless. I think it has established that they are being overwhelmed, and they just don't have the resources to deal with the volume of people. Have you ever heard of the Stanford prison experiment there? These people, they may or may not be heartless um, mm-hmm. by default. But once they get into that position of authority where there's no checks and balances, they can abuse these people who have been dehumanized. They divide them into this us and them mentality and them become scum. The average person, whether heartless or not, can become an absolute monster mm. when they have that kind of power over people. And that's what the Stanford prison experiment showed. That's that's what these people are doing. It's a classic uh, experiment that happened at a college, Stanford, yeah. uh, years ago. I think it was in the seventies when that when that happened, and it's fascinating when you read about it. Um, Phil Zimbardo, I think, was the psychologist who was behind it, and there's a lot of documentation, you know, a lot of video, books, things like that have been written on this, where basically they took uh, college students who were will- didn't know what they were getting into. They did not know they were going to be going into a prison study. Okay, so they were just people who wanted to volunteer for some sort of study. So that's, you know, right. it wasn't like pre-selected. They couldn't have known they would be prison guards or anything like that. And yeah, they so were, they weren't attracting psychopaths. Correct. So it was just a normal, you know, whichever college students needed an extra 100 bucks or whatever it was that they would, you know, because there's usually some sort of stipend. Probably wasn't even that. It probably was like 20 bucks or something. So they were the ones who signed up. And even once they got signed up and found out what the, um, you know, what the purpose of it was, they were still assigned randomly to the roles. So you know, they drew straws or whatever to determine who would be the guards and who would be the prisoners in this fake prison situation, which became way too real. And the guards... Uh, became sadistic quickly. The prisoners started acting like prisoners would would act in a lot of ways, and these people fell into their roles almost completely uh, to the point where even Zimbardo, who was the you know the administrator, basically, he was in the prison as well as like the warden or whatever and he got so lost in what was going on. It like, took his girlfriend jarring right. him out of it. Yeah, yeah. she's like, this is. You got to stop atrocity. Yeah, she said you've <laughs> got to stop this, and they ended up ending the experiment earlier than they'd originally uh, intended to. I wish that all it took on this particular occasion. You've got to stop this. Yeah, you wish you could talk sense to somebody. Yeah, these yeah. guys need to have a girlfriend that would go to them and say, "Hey, look, pal, you're horrible. How could you?" The do difference, this though, here is that it's not one person who can make this decision. Yeah. So you've got the problem where government just sort of is this thing that exists in people's minds and it justifies all this violence and all this you know stupidity and torture and even if somebody on the inside can see yeah you know this is wrong or these certain things that are being done are inappropriate or whatever they can't do anything about it besides escalate a, a complaint to the warden or management or you know some state re- or US representative or whatever and then hurry up and wait because, you know, the government isn't going to act on your complaints anytime soon, even if they are taking them seriously, which they probably won't. And uh, so, like, you can pretty much count that nothing significant is going to change. Unless people take up arms and go and shut these things down. 
Well, they, uh, they, the people that went have arms, but they're not guns. Uh, they, they just came with their signs and their protests, you know, protesty things. So, like, there wasn't a gunfight at the New Jersey detention center. Yesterday. Well, there should have been. Mm, it's a bummer. That's a bummer. <sighs> I don't <laughs> I don't agree. think they're voting their way out of this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the frustration. I really do. I don't think violence solves problems. I don't think that's going to change things in the way that you want them to change. I think that if you were to get into this with a violence situation, you would find yourself repelled relatively effectively. Um, you know, the government does have, I mean, you worked for them, Silver Dave. They got some pretty big guns on their side. They right? have the biggest guns. Yeah, they, they do, but then you're forcing them to shoot American citizens. That's well, true too. I mean, there's this is a real tough one because uh, it's an interesting conversation. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, there's this there's this book called the Tao Te Ching. I love it. Yeah, and I find myself very conflicted at the very end. What is it at the end? It's been well, a while. At the end, it talks a lot about uh, violence, mm-hmm. and I, I I really love the the whole thing. But then there's this one part that's like challenging, and that is that it makes me wonder, you know, like you got these guys that are just doing really terrible things to their brothers mm-hmm. on the other side in different places. They're doing it for money and for power. And I just, I, I can't think of how to stop them. Without except, using violence? Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily easy to be creative in certain experience, <laughs> you know. It's not easy to be creative. Violence is the easy solution. Violence is the solution that people think of first. I would advocate threats of violence. I don't think they Mm -hmm. should charge up their guns blazing, but they should be armed and they should begin tearing down the fences and breaking out the windows, kicking open the doors and letting the people free. Well, that's not a threat. I mean, that's a a prison break. I mean, they're going to shoot you. Here's the thing. Okay, but then they initiated... The they won't attacks. be seen that way. The, the thing I don't about, care. That's how it really is. Sure, but the first principle of gunfighter is that you don't threaten. You mm-hmm. don't say, you just "I'm do gonna." You right. just do it, and you do it fast, and you do it hard. Right, because otherwise they'll be surprise. prepared. You know if exactly. They, if, if you say, "I'm coming. gonna do it," so like you do it fast, hard. You're in and out, right? And by surprise, yeah. exactly. But if you say, "I'm gonna come and attack at 5 a.m.," I'm gonna show up with my friends. Well, you'll show up with your three buddies, and they'll be there with fixed-wing aircraft, predator sure. drone, specter gunship. But look, and even this- if you do it... <laughs> LRN.FM Anyway, I hit the dump button. I didn't hear it, but... I did. It was right there at the it. very end. Okay. She said you said the S word, I think it no, was. No, I said specter, specter gunship. Yeah. Oh, Ship. ship. Spectre uh, gunship. Oh, well, I hit okay. the ship, ship with a P. Yeah, anyway. no, no, no. Sorry. Um, <laughs> did I get... I just got dumped. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, so... No, no don't worry, folks. That was not a curse word. It just uh, sounded like look, ships. Look, uh, oh, that was my bad. Sorry. So okay. just to get back on the, the topic here of, uh, you know, some sort of drop of the hat attack against a, a detention center, you're dealing with a high security installation here, okay? Oh, I mean, yeah. even here in Cheshire County... Well, most jail- of these were Walmarts that have been converted into detention centers. Really? Yeah. They didn't actually well, have a custom pretty- built... Well, they have pretty good walls, and mm-hmm. the thing is that that uh, you know I feel like now now this is this is getting interesting. I love this stuff. So, the uh, thing is that the your best chance for escape is during initial capture, and of course that's also the most dangerous period of time. Once you're transferred to a hardened facility, escape becomes very very difficult, very difficult because like you know like Ian's saying, now you have hardened walls, you have multiple 
layers, multiple tiers of security. And so, like, even if you can breach the first wall, then you have the next thing. You have the outer perimeter. You have the towers. Is it impossible? No. But it's a lot harder, so you want to... I did find the story about the Walmart here. According to, uh, let's see, it looks like the New York Times. Inside the former Walmart that's now a shelter for almost 1,500 migrant children. All right, there's more coming up here in moments. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. You can take control of the airwaves here. What's your solution to this? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free to join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Jump into one of those. We'll get you on the air with us, and you can talk about whatever you want to discuss. In fact, uh, we've been talking about the internment camps uh, concentration camps right here in the United States. Yep, they're still with us. Uh, yeah, they had people in uh, you know Japanese and German concentration camps back during World War II. And now they've got, I mean, if you ignore all the drug war victims that are in federal and state prisons all across the country, because those are also, you know, innocent, peaceful people who've been placed inside camps uh, in, you know, terrible conditions for no reason whatsoever besides the insane war on drugs. But discount all that for just a moment and look at the children that are being uh, you know, plucked out of their lives and put into some not-so-great conditions. We spent a good portion of the first hour talking about that. Of course, you're welcome to join us here. And I do want to let you know about Edge Wallet. I actually helped somebody get set up with Edge Wallet today. He's a guy who actually is a part owner of a gas station that we went up to visit in the Henniker area, just down, just down the street from your house, actually, uh, Silver Dave. The dude's uh, very interested in cryptocurrency, and he'd asked me what, you know, what did I recommend for a wallet, and I said, I, I like the Edge wallet, and that's a true statement. It's what I've been using as my number one wallet since before, since long before they became a sponsor here on Free Talk Live. Edge wallet is a great wallet. It's available for both iOS and Android. You can get yours at your Play or, or Apple's App Store. Uh, you can download it that way, or just go to their website, edge.app. It is uh, user-controlled, meaning that you control your money, not some bank or some company or whatever. It's up to you. You can buy, sell, trade, and securely hold a bunch of different cryptos like Bitcoin, BTC, Ethereum, Ethereum tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and a bunch more. Go to edge.app and secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. As we continue here, a bit of a aside about that story. You mentioned the Walmart aria that is apparently holding, according to the there New York Times. There are several Walmarts that were converted. Into, really? Yeah. Well, they're talking about one of them in Brownsville, Texas, where, I mean, I won't read the whole story here, but 1,500 boys aged 10 to 17 are being held in the teeming 250,000-square-foot facility. Uh, They are saying that the staff is expanding, and apparently they still don't have enough people to operate this thing, which is apparently operated by a private company. So the federal government is... Private, probably in quotation marks. Always making money on these things. It's contracting these things out... Uh, there were at least 13 deficiency citations filed against the shelter in Brownsville, 
which seemingly overnight became a symbol of the housing scramble after a Democratic lawmaker showed up unannounced to take a tour, but was turned away by police escort. So they wouldn't even let a you know government person go into this place. A wow. representative, uh, Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon. I mean, that should tell everyone what they need to know about the actual conditions inside these What are they hiding? Yeah. Yeah. This is an elected official. Yeah, well, so... For whatever that's worth. What that's called is need to know. So, like, the military Mm -hmm. has clearances, and so you may have a secret or a top secret clearance, which says that you're, you know, would be uh, authorized to learn about things that are classified if you have a need to know. And so they'd say, well, like, if it does not fall within your job scope, then you don't have a right to see it. So in this case, the senator did not need to know because, look, pal, this is not in your job scope. But it is. Well, and you would think so if you were like maybe an American citizen who wanted to be represented (laughs) by this government. But in this Mm -hmm. case, when the government owns you like this government does, uh, that sorry, pal, you have no rights to learn about this and uh, you can leave. Is what they would say. It may have been different if this was not privately quoted, privately owned. It's oh, run yeah. by a nonprofit group that contracts with the federal agency. A highly paid nonprofit. Oh, group. I bet. I love these nonprofit groups. This stuff's so funny to me. Everything is right. so fake. The language. They don't make profit because they give it all to their administrators. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the company doesn't make any profit, but all the people that own it make a ton of money. Right. The number of children under detention has grown, they say, as the Trump administration has begun prosecuting migrants who cross the border illegally. They're not prosecuting them. They're just kidnapping them. To prosecute people, you have to actually give them a a charge and give them a trial. They're kidnapping them, holding them, and then what? Cutting them loose or sending them back? I don't know what the end game for them is. And, And apparently you can't find out. Right. Uh, it says here, the mystery of what the Oregon senator was not allowed to see, the living conditions for hundreds of migrant boys inside a space originally built to house not people but cheap jeans and housewares, was seemingly solved on Wednesday. Federal officials and the operator of the shelter, Southwest Key Programs, led several report. that's the name of the operator, led several reporters on a roughly 90-minute media tour of question and answer. The shelter called Casa Padre, that's uh, dad's house, basically is a world all its own, much of it invisible to outsiders. The few windows are covered in black mesh. That's great. So no light, Uh, natural light. In the parking lot, yellow-painted wooden barricades read, Keep Out. Inside, it's clean, massive, and brightly lit. Not far from the entrance, there's a large mural of President Trump, an American flag, and the White House. And And you thought you had a bad experience at Walmart. Yeah, this is terrible. Uh, A team of 48 medical staff and three on-call physicians provide medical services, x-rays, and laboratory work done in-house. The children receive classroom instruction for six hours a day. Indoctrination. Monday through, oh, you better believe it, and outdoor playtime for two hours per day. See? They're getting outdoors. Everything's fine. uh, Sounds like a prison. You get some time in the yard. You get a few hours of indoctrination. (laughs) You get concrete walls. Except you get an 83-year-old security greeter that says, hi, welcome to Walmart. You don't get to leave until we let you, which is never. The building no longer resembles Walmart. The interior has been redesigned with walls and hallways constructed to create bedrooms, classrooms, and other spaces. The mural featuring the president is one of many. One painting depicts former President John F. Kennedy. With his words, ask not what your country can do for you oh, in good Lord. English and Spanish. 
Uh, they have a quote from Trump, well, too. Ask what your country will do to, to you, you yeah. <laughs> might be a bit more appropriate for these kids. So uh, when they took the media on their special guided a- after tour. After cleaning it up for a few days. Yeah, you better believe it. They had uh, the boys on, were on their best behavior. Most of the boys from Central America smiled, waved, shook hands with the reporters. It's amazing aside. how nice kids could be if you say, we're not going to feed you for a week if you don't. I don't know why our board ops uh, got commercials playing. It's uh, it's too early for that. So we're just going to keep talking here for just a, <laughs> Awkward. Just a moment. I think they're having some uh, technical difficulties there at the network. Uh, so anyway, the constant reply when asked how they were from the young boys was bien, bien, meaning okay, okay. The yeah. media was not allowed to interview the children. And I think you were going to say it, it's a lot easier to be nice when they tell you that if you aren't nice, they're going to connect electrodes to you right. afterwards. Or just not feed you or that day. Or just not day. feed you right. that now, look, day. We'll give yeah. you some ice cream if you look good for the, you know, yeah. the media. Yeah, and and they never get them ice cream. And when you haven't eaten in a few days, I'll tell you, you do a lot just to get a plate of rice. For so a spoon of rice. We got more on the way here. You can uh, share your thoughts with us if you want. Plus, we can go to some of the worst concentration camps in the world in North Korea and take a look uh, at what those might be like on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, and it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free if you want to join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Silver Dave. Aria. 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. That's where we're going to next, uh, because you can call in and sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. Go to discord.lrn.fm. Join one of the top two rooms there, or excuse me, top four uh, rooms, and we will join you. And you'll get on the air with us to talk about whatever you want. We have been focusing tonight on uh, the internment camps, a.k.a. concentration camps, that uh, you know peaceful people are being held in and tortured in. We went through some of the quotes earlier in the show from some young people asked what it was like inside these camps. And they did not have glowing, warm things to say. Zero ten. Would not recommend. Zero ten? Zero out of ten. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, this is not a good stay. It's not a good value. People are paying through the nose for these facilities. The federal government, we just was reading the story about the former Walmart in uh, wherever it was, that uh, Brownsville, that was what you say is one of many former uh, department stores that have been repurposed into one of these camps. A thousand employees is what the camp had, has. When the when the story was written, it was last year. A thousand employees. I think that's I more than a Walmart that. would have. Yeah. Like a monster. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. a Walmart might have like two hundred and fifty to five hundred, depending on the size of the store or whatever, but uh a thousand of them? That's a lot of people. And, and, and how many prisoners there were fifteen hundred. Well, what happened what was, was that we get fifteen hundred? Yes. That so was it's what like they raised it to. Per almost one to one. They raised it to fifteen hundred in the toward the end of the article. 
they got a variance from the city of Brownsville to allow them to go from over 1,100, it was around 1,100 before was the maximum, to allow them to change the maximum capacity of the building to 1,500. Are, are they getting paid per prisoner or something? I bet oh, they I'm are. Sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they are. That's why they wanted more prisoners. Yeah. You can bet that they're making money off of this. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Golf Assassin. He is on our Discord call in lines. Go ahead, Golf Assassin. Yeah, I was the one that you guys commented on. I, You know, I've been uh, reading a lot and watching a lot of news, and mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm fairly certain that it's been basically determined that the, the issue that they're having down there is they're hitting records every month. I think last month there was over 130,000 people that tried to cross the border. They're apprehending way more people than they ever have in the past. It's gotten completely out of control. And our, the government certainly wasn't prepared for the kind of numbers that they're seeing. And they're using buildings that were never intended to put people in because they don't have anywhere else to put them. Um, Why put them anywhere? Lot- Why apprehend uh, them? Yeah, here's an idea. How about just let them be? Well, that that's, I mean, if you're talking about concentration camps, that's one issue. If you're talking about borders and whether we should have them, that's a completely separate issue. Not, it comes it's these, not it's a separate issue. issue if we're throwing people into concentration camps for crossing the border. That makes them sort of the same issue. Yeah, I mean, this I is the think... price of that border that people are clinging to like it's some sort of magical, wondrous thing. The price well, is concentration it, camps. I mean, it's a, it's a whole a different checkpoint. philosophical question as to whether or not we should have borders and whether people should be able to cross borders freely. But obviously right now we have a border and there are laws. What so, they say we have a border. Well, well, borders I don't. Just, I don't have a border. Right. I don't I, either. I, I actually believe we are all part of one giant family. Yeah, right. And, and I understand, your laws I are just opinions backed by a gun. So I don't I, care about I, those. I understand the libertarian, uh, you know, viewpoint on it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that as far as what's your viewpoint? Great question. Thank you. Well, we obviously have a border today. You believe in did. a border? It's just an imaginary thing. Just well, like your government. I, I mean. If we're going to get into the, that kind of thing, I did have a question for you guys. Sure. And, and I hope I hope it's not. So you have people that are crossing a border, whether it should be there or not, and they basically come with the clothes on their back and maybe a backpack. They have very little with them. Mm-hmm. Our, our government has taken tax money right, through the threat of violence. Yep. To, and they're having to support these people. What are, what are your guys' viewpoint on that? How, how should what that do you think? work? Well, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would, I, if you knew what I, the libertarian viewpoint is, then you should know we're against taxes. I, I would think a libertarian would be against it because they're forcibly taking money away yeah. from somebody. To we're give against it to somebody taxes. Else. I mean, I don't so, want to put words in you guys' mouth. Are you guys also against taxes? I am against taxes. Well, I'm not against anything. I'm mm-hmm. for freedom okay. and liberty. I like that. Which doesn't really have within it Does stealing money taxes. from people right. against their will. If they want to voluntarily give money to some entity sure. that would use it in a certain way that they believe in. Yeah, like taking care of refugees. Yeah, like and there might be some outfit out there that says, well, we would like, if you wish to donate to us, we would then help to take care of children who are trying to get away from their you know, country where their government is oppressing them. Then I may or may not donate money to them, but if someone is going to say, Dave, we're going to actually kill you or put you into a prison cell unless you give us money so we can use it the way we want, which in this case is to then distribute it the way we want and then put other kids into you know POW camps 
or or or, or concentration camps. Anyway, so I, I guess I would not like the taxes or but I hope I answered. Does your that answer your well. question, Golf Assassin? Well, yeah, kinda. I mean, they're, they're I mean they're really not intended to be concentration camps or POW camps. The the whole purpose behind them is to hold people while they have their uh, day in court to figure out whether or not they are eligible for asylum and should be allowed in the country or not, or return to the country they came from. That's what they're there for. But I mean, th- that's so also more or less what Hitler said the original purpose of the concentration camps was, was to hold the Jews while they found somewhere else to put them. Hmm. Yeah, but what he what he said and what they did were two different things. Well, that's and, welcome to the are. government. <laughs> I mean, what the American government is saying and what the people. American government is doing are two entirely different things. They are putting two-year-old children on on the stand here. On trial. Wait, the gentleman caller is golf something? Golf assassin. Golf assassin. Can you tell me what could be done here? I'm just, I want to hear what you were going to say there. I'm so sorry, Eric, for interrupting you, but I am just curious what you're saying could or should be done here with this. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. No, I, you know, I don't know enough about the subject to know what the solution would be. You know, if you open the border, I don't know exactly what would happen and how things would play out would would the entire world to start migrating to America? I don't know how that would go. Um, Who cares but what if I'm they saying did? is I don't know. I mean, uh, could the landmass deal with the amount of people? Yes, absolutely. On such a, My God, there's so much open open space in the United yeah, States. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but the the you could pack I mean, the entire world's population. I, I believe this. You know, there have been studies done on this into like into Texas, rel- right? Yeah, into a relatively small portion of the United States. So, I mean, there's plenty of room. And first of all, not everybody's going to be able to come here. And also, once people start to migrate here, governments around the world, if we actually had a free place, right? Like if if the United States was actually a free country, other governments around the world would have to start freeing their their people as well because they would lose them otherwise. Yeah. And that's their revenue this, stream. This actually just gave me a great idea. Really? What's that? Well, so I'm just picturing this situation where what if you said – there's not. What if you said, you know what, we're not going to have this border thing. We said, you know, if you want to come, come, come on over. But right. it's not. You're not going to get automatically given money that's stolen from other people. Sure. And they said, you know, just anyone who wants to come here, you can just come here and just live, just live. Like find a space. If somebody's your willing food, to employ thing. you, if somebody's yeah, whatever, just do your thing. And everyone would want to come here because, or they could just stay where their oppressive government is, where they have to like give money right. to funds projects that destroy their freedom and kill people all around the world. Because the only people that want the borders that want the governments are the biggest corporations that make the most money and kill the most people. Uh, and they don't want competitors. And they, they don't, don't want competitors. They don't want open competition. I mean, what you're describing, Dave, and Golf Assassin, if you want to stick with us, you're welcome to. It's an interesting conversation. We're happy to continue having it with you, so it's up to you. Uh, but, you know, what you're describing is the way the United States was for a long portion of its history, where you could just come here and you didn't have to ask anybody's permission. You didn't have to get some sort of government permission slip and carry it around with you wherever it is that you went. You just showed up and you figured out where to go and you got some work wherever it was that you went or you started your own business or whatever. And the United States became the world's most wealthy nation on the planet as a result of that relative freedom for people to just come here and create a better life for themselves. This this is shocking to me. We're still skating. We're still coasting on that. The reason why we're as wealthy as we are today is because... It's Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE. We're talking about U.S. concentration camps 
Although some people are saying it's not a concentration camp, it's just a place where a lot of people are kept in a very small place. Against their will. One might say they are being concentrated into a small area. <laughs> no, no, it's something else. Not sure what, but it's something else. Uh, so anyway, if you want to join us here, you can. We've got a few moments left and enough time for you. Uh, Toll-free number again, 855-450-FREE. By the way, you can join us online. Go to freetalklive.com. You can enjoy features there, like archives that go back for more than a decade. Totally free. freetalklive.com. Golf Assassin is still with us. Uh, he's on the line on our Discord call online rooms. Uh, you know, it's always an interesting conversation to have with people on this, and I wanted to make sure you had a chance to uh, get your thoughts out, Golf Assassin. I don't remember where we left off with you, but uh, if you had more to say, I wanted to make sure you had a chance to do that. So go ahead. Yeah, you guys are tough. Um, yeah, I, I think the implication with the word concentration camp is where you send people to deliberately kill. I, I don't no, think no, that's no, the no. intention. That, I mean, that's an extermination camp. Yeah, that may be the implication, but that's not. Remember, that wasn't the intention. According, this is the thing I was going to get to earlier. I'm glad you brought it brought it up here, Golf Assassin. Thanks, so Golf I had a conversation Assassin. with Chris Cantwell, and I wanted to know. I we, when I brought this up earlier, we got distracted. What I wanted to know from him was, all right, well, what's the Nazi side of the story? Like, what do the what do the Nazi defenders have to say? Because we've had the Holocaust deniers call this show, and they're super frustrating because they just don't even believe anything happened. They thought, you know, they think that it was like some sort of fun camp or whatever that uh, these these people went to if they if they even believe that the camps uh, existed at all. But then, you know, so Cantwell doesn't deny the Holocaust, but he has a he has an excuse. And it sounds similar. I'm not going to say yours is exactly. You're saying the exact same thing, golf assassin. But the claim was was that they just wanted to keep these the uh, the Jewish people and the others that they ended up you know exterminating. They wanted to keep them separate from the German people, right? And actually, the claim that Cantwell made was that they actually tried to get rid of them from the country. They yeah, tried. to send them to Madagascar. They tried to send them generally to the claim. other places. And that the reason so many of them died was because Germany got invaded, so they lost a lot of resources. They could no longer afford to feed them. And, right. That was the claim, was yeah. that they couldn't get rid of them because no other country would would accept them. And including the United States, by the, the way. Remember the uh, the Voyage of the Damned, I think it was called, or the Ship of the Damned, uh, which was a ship full of Jewish people that was turned around by the U.S. federal government. They said, you know, you can't come here. So they sent them to their doom by sending them back uh, to Germany. And so if if that's true, what uh, what Cantwell claims, and I don't know, I haven't done the research, right? But it sounds like you've heard the same story. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think it's true. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the claim, right? Like they're they're in a war. And if your supply lines are cut off yeah, and you've the got prisoners are the first to not be fed. Right. So, I mean, that makes sense. It's still horrifying. You know, it's still not right to put those people in the prison in the first place. But I think that goes against what you're saying, Golf Assassin, that they had intended uh, to exterminate them. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they really did just want them out of Germany. So if those guys that are in these uh, concentration camps now in the United States, if the United States started having major financial calamities and or like were being attacked by whatever said entity, those people probably would start starving to death. They're already hungry. They're already hungry. Yeah. yeah, and they probably would actually, you know, start, you know, dying and being buried in mass graves and so on. And I mean, it sounds like the same potential concoction 
It's very interesting. It's absolutely got similar potentials. I think that it's it would be silly to ignore those uh, you know, warning signs. So Golf Assassin, as we were talking about before, the solution here, of course, is to not round anybody up. The solution is to let people come here if indeed we want this to be a free place and i still want to live in a free place i love um, that idea I, yeah i like the idea of just freedom. do what the birds do they don't stop at the border to present <laughs> right, an id right they go oh can yeah. i come into your country now no they're animals they're organisms on this planet they have the right to travel as they please there wasn't even a passport in the united states until world war ii free as a bird golf assassin other yeah. thoughts go ahead yeah, I mean, I think that's a it's a great discussion to have. I'm not I'm not really sure about whether we should have borders or not. I mean, I I think that's something. Uh, How about a police but, state? Do you want one? I of those? think a better question is: Do we have borders or not? Not I mean, should, it, it, but do we? And there, the answer is no. I mean, well, there are people who believe in them. Well, there are people who believe in the flying spaghetti monster sure. too. <laughs> but these people will kill you. Like, most of the people who believe in the Flying Spaghetti Monster probably aren't going to murder you over their beliefs. Well, the Flying Spaghetti Monster does not have enough funding. Well, <laughs> yeah, and he may be against murder. Uh, but yeah. uh, but in this case, the these people, are they will kill you. If you try to go through their checkpoint and you don't pull over when they say go over to secondary, they're going to come after you. And if you don't pull off the road at some point, they're going to ram you off the road. And if you don't, like, go with them once they draw the guns on you and try to take you into custody, they might just shoot you to death right there I'm in the I'm not sure submit to the authority and submit to the insanity is really a message I want to convey, though. What do you mean? I mean, that's essentially what, what your options are. Submit to the authority and to their no, delusion in the border. That is not your, or be your only option. No, it's not your only option. The 200 protesters at the facility did not submit. You know, they, they occupied. They went there. They made, a, 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 they made an attention-getting kind of protest about the issue. They wanted it to get attention, and they got some attention. And like they 15% of them were arrested. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what's, it's better than getting shot to death. I suppose. Is it? I, I think know. it is because then you can come back out and speak out and you can That's continue true. to uh, draw attention to an issue. But then again, we're getting back into the, you know, the question of does violence actually solve problems? Um, hey, go well, to be clear. I don't think it does. Thanks for the call. Feel free to call anytime. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, let's continue here. I got to turn those signs off. Let's go to Jacob. He's in Blaine, Washington, listening to us on the TuneIn app. Go ahead, Jacob. Hey, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? Hey, uh, I, I, um, hey, and I, I, this is kind of directed towards you. I, okay. I was curious. You didn't really, you weren't able to get it really on a roll, and uh, I'm pretty sure our ideologies pretty much line up. Okay. Uh, I'm not one for violence, but uh, it's a question I've been asking all of my freedom-minded friends. Ernest Hancock was up here. I did three shows with him up in my my store here in Blaine, Washington. Hmm. That was a question I asked him too. You know, where do we draw the line? I mean, where is it? Where is the aggression? This tidal wave of aggression towards us. When do we finally draw a line and say, without violating violating any of the principles that people? I already drew my line. I don't pay taxes. Right. That's one yeah. way. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't pay taxes either. Federal taxes. I mean, the local ones are hard to avoid. Excellent. But um, so yeah, that's a line right there. I don't make any money. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. well, yeah, here's the thing. Great line to have. We were just talking about. Uh, we were just talking about this too, even into the break, and we're talking about you know violence. So it's interesting you bring this up because 
I feel like I don't think we're voting our way out of this situation. No, of course not. And, <laughs> no, we're flying our way out in, yeah, the, in the stars. And it's a challenge because on one hand, you know, like there's a great Martin Luther King quote that says you cannot fight darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. And so the idea of fighting right. violence with violence there's a problem. On the other hand, I think about... Well, don't be surprised if you fight violence with violence if you end up becoming the very thing you hate. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's exactly. my concern. On the other hand, though, when you look at like Nazi Germany, you look at the Jews were disarmed, and that was one of the yeah. things that made it a lot easier to round them sure, up. Sure, but no, no, no. Remember, they also turned themselves in. So they were like told, come to the, come to the city... To turn yourself in, and many of them just obediently well, went right ahead and turned themselves in. But they didn't know they were going to get sent in cattle cars sure. to be exterminated That's with true. gas. And uh, side note, just because just we just randomly But here's a, here's a hint. If the government tells you it's time to turn yourselves in, it doesn't Don't matter. do it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what you think they're going to do. They're going to kill you. It's probably not going to be comfortable. Yeah. situation. Hey, Jacob, I wish we had more time for you, man. Call another night. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you. I want to make sure we have a chance to get John in Chattanooga on the line here. He's listening uh, to WGOW out there. Go ahead, John. Well, for you guys to compare the uh, what happened in the Holocaust to what's happening now on the border is ridiculous. How so? you're, you're putting down everything America stands for. What, what do you Most mean? Most of these kids and their The concentration families, camps are doing that. They're the one tarnishing the image. On. No, these guys, these people are going through the immigration judges. They're being released with dead EBT cards, free health care. They're being released with housing. They're not being released in the gas chamber and stuff. For you to compare that is ridiculous and very un-American. I don't think any. <laughs> I don't think any of us uh, said this must be gas a prank chamber. Call. God, I wish we. I, I get, John. I got to say, I wish that you had called like, like an hour, thirty ago. minutes ago. Yeah, because <laughs> I would love to have this conversation with you. And unfortunately, we can't give you enough time. Uh, to get your thoughts out, and we wouldn't be able to respond. We've got literally 20 seconds left. So I want to invite you, because I think you know, you're know you making some interesting points. I think they deserve a better conversation than what we can have right now. So I'd like, you to, I'd like you to call tomorrow night if you if you can. Actually, I won't be here tomorrow night, but we still, we'll still be live on the air. Call tomorrow night. Let's talk to you further about this at that time. We'll see you tomorrow in the meantime. Free Talk Live. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com.